Now, I don't know about you, except you're a nice person, but if I had the opportunity to bring something from science fiction to life, this would definitely be a teleportation machine. I'm so tired of traffic and spending hours traveling abroad. And the idea of getting teleported to any part of the planet within seconds sounds way too appealing. So yeah, obvious choice. Let's imagine we already live in that world from science fiction, and the teleportation machine exists. If you want a fancy scientific name for what we're doing now, it's called the thought experiment. Thought experiments are common practices in philosophy, and they explore creative and unlikely scenarios. The point is not to figure out the truth about these scenarios, but to explore what we believe about them. We're going to have our own thought experiment, and imagine a world where teleportation is something regular. What happens then? And what are the possibilities of that world? Let's take a stroll around London, the capital of the UK. Yes, it's still the capital of the UK, even in this reality. See that red telephone booth? Let's walk in. No, I don't want you to call your grandma and ask her about her week, even though you probably should do it later. In this world, the telephone booth is a teleportation machine. Because, really, who needs them to make calls anymore? They're utilized for something more useful these days. So now, all you need to do is choose your destination. Use the numbers to type in the zip code of where you want to go. Now, on the screen, you see some options. Those are the exact coordinates of the teleports in your destination area. Of course, you just can't teleport yourself to any random place. This is not safe, because you can bump into someone who's already there. So there are special locations. Where do you want to go? New York? Okay, type in 10020. Now you need to pick a location. Let it be this place. It used to be a newspaper kiosk. Yes, those were utilized too, because no one reads newspapers anymore. Let's say you're Alex. Can I call you Alex? Well, I will. So Alex, you confirm your choice and press that button. Suddenly, you feel a breeze, and then you feel that you're dissolving into tiny pieces. Don't worry, it's normal. You're getting scanned, and your body, your consciousness, your feelings and emotions, your experiences, your skills, all of you just turn into atoms. It doesn't hurt. Then a sudden rush, just half a second like during freefall, and then that breeze again. You can feel that you're getting your pieces back. At first, you can barely feel your body, but just a second later, you start feeling your arms, your legs, your heartbeat, your whole body. You're whole again. You're you. But are you really you, Alex? Are you sure about that? Are you sure that every single piece of you has been delivered to your destination? Are you sure that your consciousness has traveled safely along with your body? Are you sure that this really is the original you, Alex, and not just some perfect replica? Imagine there was a crazy scientist who created your duplicate. Would that duplicate be you? No, of course not. But if you ask your duplicate that question, they would definitely say that they are you. Then why are you, Alex, so sure that the you standing here in the middle of Manhattan is the original you, and not that duplicate who is so sure that they are you? Good question. And we will never know the answer, Alex. This is the question a philosopher named Derek Harfit asked. Is the teleportation machine really a form of transport? Or does it get rid of the original you and replicate a copy in a different place? The chances are it does the latter. Let's imagine that you, Alex, interfere with your future self and treat it badly. 
this is considered immoral. Parfit says that any kind of harm that one person causes another is morally wrong. Even if you're harming yourself, your future self is a different person. So, basically, a poor diet or skipping the gym is morally wrong too, just like any other risky behavior or endangerment. In his opinion, society must protect individuals. That's why, in Parfit's philosophy, teleportation is wrong. So, in a world where such a machine exists, the philosopher's supporters will be the ones who will protest against the use of teleportation machines. Just like environmentalists today who stand against airplanes because they harm the environment, the new activists will stand against this human teleporting machine. Can you sense the dilemma now? Are you ready to possibly get rid of yourself and teleport your perfect copy to New York just because an 8-hour flight is a small inconvenience? Okay, I understand that maybe your body can be broken into millions of particles and then get swiftly transported to a different place and get put together again. But it's hard to imagine how the trick could possibly work with your consciousness. It's non-material, you can't split it into anything. Then how does it travel? On the other hand, you, Alex, fall asleep every night and then wake up the next morning. We can't know for sure that yesterday's version of us doesn't just vanish, and today's version isn't a new one, and there won't be another you tomorrow. Maybe we regenerate every night. If that's so, then teleportation won't be any worse than falling asleep every night, like we've always been doing ever since we appeared on Earth. Or maybe there's a new replica of us every time we enter a different room. There's a possibility we're regenerating all the time without even realizing it. And here's one last paradox for you. 2,000 years ago, Theseus founded Athens. The guy had a ship, and over the years, the ship started to decay. So people started renovating it plank by plank until there was not a single piece left on the ship that had been there originally. So Theseus's ship is practically made of new material. Then, is it still Theseus's ship, or is it something else now? If it's not the original ship anymore, then at what point does it stop being the ship of Theseus and become something else? Some might think it happens when the first plank is replaced. Others will argue that it transitions before the last plank is replaced. And someone else will say it happens somewhere in between. Now, the same thing actually happens to us humans. We regenerate all the time. Some organs live seconds and minutes, others last hours. But the regeneration process happens all the time, and we're not the exact same person throughout our lives. Then, how is it different from teleportation? Sure, when you, Alex, step into that machine, you're about to vanish. But it's not going to be any different from how you vanished since you started watching this video. While you were watching, the previous version of you disappeared. And if you're ever teletransported to New York, it's not going to be any different. Anyway, possibly destroying your original self isn't the only problem. Actually, Derek Parfit was describing his ideas on teleportation on the example of moving from Earth to Mars, and he went even further. Let's say humans got concerned and managed to upgrade the teleportation machine. Now, it doesn't destroy the original version of you, but rather just creates your replica in the destination place. And that replica will remember the teletransportation on Earth in the first place. Now, there are practically two of you in the universe. Let's say you two get to meet. Then you, Alex, can talk to your perfect replica. 
But since you can talk to them, then that means that they are not you. If you pinch yourself, they will feel nothing. If you get sick, they won't feel anything and will stay healthy. So they are you, but they are also a different person. So they aren't really you. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to go and untwist my brain from all that. Bye for now. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.